Hello, and welcome to Turn to Page, the choose-your-own-adventure podcast where Jesse, and Jesse alone, is in charge of what happens in the story. Uh, my name is Rob, and I am joined by the aforementioned Jesse. Jesse, how does it feel to be in charge? Um, like, I'm scary? I don't know. What's the word? Well, technically, I'm normally in charge, but I'm in charge in a different way, so if this is boring, it's my <laughs> fault. Um, and I can't just blame it on a guest like I normally do. Well, this is not also your first time doing this, unlike the last show, which was my first time doing it. So hopefully you'll be better at choosing where we go. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good at guessing where these books are going to go. Nice. So. Well, this book, we've got a humdinger of a book today. Uh, we have, it's Choose Your Own Adventure book number two, Journey Under the Sea. Ooh, under the sea. Um, you did. I, you thought I wouldn't do it. Come on, well, under the sea. I personally, if you if you heard me on multiple other podcasts, I I hate most of the earth I live on and a lot of the animals. <laughs> and the sea is one of the places that I'm both fascinated with, but also hate a lot. But yeah. it also has yeah. like an inherent eroticism to it. Uh, so you know, I'm always <laughs> drawn back. You do have a mermaid fetish. I forgot about that. Okay, first uh, off, I don't have a mermaid fetish because I merman hate fish. Fetish. No, I hate fish, okay? Um, I think fish, <laughs> I think all of basically ocean creatures, while beautiful looking sometimes and majestic, they're all gross. Speaking of, we all are going to do a mermaid book, and it is a book wild. Of, but <laughs> um but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm ready to enter the world where I refuse to go. There's a reason why I'm landlocked, by the way. <laughs> I don't even go like if I step in a lake, there might be an undertow that rips me into the bottom, a hole that drowns me. <laughs> so I, I was just having a conversation with someone. I love like lake country, like lake areas. You know, cabins by the lake. It's all awesome. I hate getting in lake water. Well, lake water so is gross. Yeah, that's always gross. Well, I mean, no, any body of water with animals that is gross. <laughs> <laughs> you're stepping into the, you're stepping into both the dining area yeah. and bathroom. Yeah, um, yeah. it's like uh, all of the things that transmitted through the air. Think of the billions of things that are moving through the water. There's little fish that you know swim up your. Ooh. That's like in one place in the world, but also I would avoid uh, rivers because that of that. Still, um, still. Yeah. That that being said, as well, deep sea deep sea animals are pretty cool. No, they're very they're amazing. Come on, uh, pilot fish. Yeah, that's crazy. Angler fish, like all those things. Like, yeah, I agree. Giant squid, like they're awesome looking and cool, but they're they're gross. Did did you? Okay, so fun fun fact, which is amazing. Like the only. The only thing that we had evidence of with giant squids and colossal squids up until recently mm -hmm. was because sperm whales would get fucked up by them because they're yeah. natural enemies and they try to yeah. eat each other. Yeah, and they had scars and stuff. Yeah, and and like occasionally like we would find like a giant tentacle like mm -hmm. in like a sperm whale's like belly or whatever or in its mouth. And, like, we finally got, like, a live, like, picture of it just a couple of years ago. I know, which is crazy to think about. There was a tentacle that was preserved in the Smithsonian um, Natural History Museum from a giant squid. This is way before they had pictures or anything. And I just thought it was so cool. And then the reality, when you see them now, it's really neat. Yeah. So, deep sea stuff's uh, kind of cool. 
maybe we will run into something. Or maybe something delicious. I, I'm just going to tell you that this book, uh, I, I remember this one quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember the choices, but I remember like some of the stuff. And um, yeah, it's it's a book. It's definitely something that someone wrote at some point. You know, I was thinking about this, and we always have a question of the show, apparently. That's that's, that's the case, well, right? I'm, I mean, it was the case, and it will continue to be the case. <laughs> All right, so... A question for this book that I had, at least. Does do I always does the person who's in charge? Yeah, yeah you make you make it question? up. Okay, the question that I had for you, Jesse, was: If you had to live under the sea, would you prefer to live under it in a dome situation where you essentially are still your normal human self, but you're in a undersea, maybe a small facility? You know, it's not the greatest, but not the worst. And you can't really go outside because of the deep sea pressure and that kind of thing. Or would you rather be have gills and be able to swim and live under the sea? Okay. So I'm going to have to break one of my uh, main main convictions I've had for a very long time. In uh, life? In life, yes. <laughs> that um, if you're not actively standing on solid ground, you're against uh-huh. a god that I don't necessarily believe in, but I agree with. And basically, anything under the sea or flying are abominations that need to be destroyed. So you want to be behind, like, thick, thick, thick glass walls and windows and whatnot from anything out there. Yes. And also, I would just make it look like an apartment that I used to live (laughs) in, and I would never know the difference as long as I had internet and, and electricity, so... Yeah. yeah, occasionally just like walk into the bathroom, you'd see the window and you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm underwater, like, but that's it. I've, I've, told th- I've told this to my, I, I told this to my aunt like years ago, like when I moved out to my own, because I used to live with my aunt and uncle, and I was just like, hey, and there's, oh, you're going to live with you on your own and be like, like, are you going to try to move anywhere fun? I'm just like, I don't know, I'm probably going to stay by roof, so I guess it could be anywhere with electricity or inter- and internet. And <laughs> they looked at me like I was a mythanthrope, but guess what? I was right. <laughs> so, yeah, who's laughing now, Tia? Who's That's who's, what I say. who's laughing now? Person who was technically right as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, un- unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I, I I myself would also choose to live as in a dome because I think that is kind of cool, and I don't want to be. I, I don't want to have to eat fish without cooking it. it really comes down to that well i think that's really like an american thing too because a lot of places because raw fish is like oh no 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 uh-huh. let me let me rephrase that i i like sushi so but i didn't even think of that i was i meant actually just grabbing a fish and biting it i don't want to do that well, just just because you have gills doesn't mean you can't use tools you could still okay, do- you can't cook it you can still okay. okay. No, you can't. You can't cook it. Okay, you can't cook. Oh, you could prepare it. You I can guess still prepare in a it. Sashimi style. Yeah. Oh yeah, get a knife. Yeah, I guess that, that, maybe. But also yeah. at the same okay. time, like, I, have you seen the stuff out in the ocean? Like, just just give me just give me a house that's dangerous to go outside. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much what we're living through right now. So yeah. you know, yeah, I, I'll be fine. Okay. All right. You, you turned me around a little bit on that, but I, I still want the dome because it also seems kind of sexy. I'd have like a 
bearskin rug and some 60s lounge music playing. Also, another thing, another conviction that I've held for a very long time, if I'm able to swim and breathe underwater, then I become like an Atlantean, and then I stop to have to care about myself. Mm. I might have blue skin, too. The thing is, I really don't like... Except for Namor. Namor is great. Namor, King of Atlantis, great. Mm, Kiss, chef kiss. Um, But all of his subjects suck, and I hate them. When, When Namor wears socks, does he have to have little holes cut out for his wings? Well, he doesn't wear shoes. At all. Ever? No, I've seen no, him he, in suits. I've seen him in suits. Well, I mean, he shouldn't because he needs his wings to fly. I, I've i seen him in suits. I don't know if he was flying at the time. The wings flying thing, that's a little. All right. You know, it's a golden age thing, and who cares? <clears throat> Why do we always end up talking about Marvel Comics? Because before I, we know, start? I know three things that's Marvel Comics and cryptids, <laughs> and I know a lot about, like, depressing stuff. <laughs> so, like, I will. Well, t- so I think that's a good segue to the book because I'm sure there's going to be a few depressing endings in here. Yeah. All right. So let's let's get into it here. Um, this is uh, Journey Under the Sea by R. A. Montgomery, one of the or the most prolific choose your own adventure writer, right? Yep. Okay. Um, and it is illustrated by Citizen Sundaravej. Uh, and I, I encourage everybody to buy these books. You know, maybe you know kids or something, and and they they still like choose your own adventure books. So go online, go to Amazon, go give some money to Choose Co. So they keep putting out these reprints. Beware and warning: this book is different from other books. You and you alone, or Jesse in this case, is in charge of what happens in the story. There are dangers, choices, adventures, and consequences. You must use all of your numerous talents and much of your enormous intelligence. The wrong decision could end in disaster, even death. But don't despair. At any time, you can go back and make another choice, alter the path of your story, and change its result. Now enter the mysterious and beautiful world of Atlantis. You may become famous. You might decide never to return to the Earth world above, or you may not get a chance to make that decision. Whatever happens, good luck. You are a deep sea explorer searching for the famed lost city of Atlantis. This is your most challenging and dangerous mission. Fear and excitement are now now your companions. It is morning, and the sun pushes up on the horizon. The sea is calm. You climb into the narrow pilot's compartment of the underwater vessel Seeker with your special gear. The crew of the research vessel Marais screws down the hatch clamps. Now begins the plunge into the depths of the ocean. The seeker crew begins lowering by a strong but thin cable. Within minutes, you are so deep in the ocean that little light filters down to you. The silence is eerie as the seeker slips deeper and deeper. You peer out at the thick glass portal and see strange white fish drifting past, sometimes stopping to look at you, an intruder from another world. That's right. I'm. I'm yeah. That's right. I'm. I'm going into the ocean. I'm going to murder it. Just stab <laughs> it in sleep. Look at the ocean. Here comes an American. <laughs> the cable attaching you to the marae is extended to its limit. You have come to rest on a ledge near the canyon in the ocean floor. That ancient myth says leads to the lost city of Atlantis. 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 
You have it's an the Atlantist. The Atlantist. <laughs> Not the Atlanter oh, or the What if Orlando the Submariner was the Atlantist? <laughs> I am the uh, Atlantist of all Atlanta. <laughs> We're the most Atlantist ever. Uh, you have an experimental diving suit designed to protect you from the intense pressure of the deep. You should be able to leave the seeker and explore the sea bottom. The new suit contains a number of the latest microprocessors, enabling a variety of useful functions. It even has a built-in waterproof smart tablet with laser communicator. Wait. Did they update these books when they reprinted them? Some of them. And some, but the thing okay. is, they do it poorly. Yeah, yeah, that tablet, that, that's got to... Okay. Yeah, huh. Yeah, also, also, I'm pretty sure a laser communicator through water would barely work because lasers refract in water, just yeah. like all light does. Yeah. But, you know. Maybe it's just run by lasers. <laughs> like, like, even though it would be, like, worse if it was radio <laughs> waves, they would make more sense. Yeah, yeah. But lasers sound cooler. I mean, I, I mean I'm not denying that, but also, I just know how light, and, light works. And I've Ooh, also... Maybe- I've at one point I had my head underneath the water and I looked and the the light was all over the place. So, but Jesse, maybe you use it to communicate with lasers. Like, hey, laser, how you doing? Okay, so I could get to, okay, cool. I would be <laughs> yeah. fine with that, you know. Okay, all like, right. I like it all makes only, sense. Only now. if it's laser spelled with Z and not S's. So. <laughs> lasers, like like laser spelled with S's are bad and not fun. Lasers, yeah, so. I will only go to a laser tag emporium if it's Z-branded. You can cut loose from the cable. The seeker is self-propelled. You are now in another world. Remember, this is a dangerous world, an unknown world. As agreed, you signal the marae. All systems go. It's awesome down here. (laughs) Yeah! Again! Talking like the kids do, man. <laughs> it's totally awesome, dude. It's awesome down here. And guess what, Jesse? It's awesome right here because you got your first choice coming right now. If you decide to cut loose from the moray and dive with it, by the way, it's not moray. I'm not mispronouncing moray like the eel. It's moray. So M A R A Y. Felt like I needed to let people know. I know what moray's mean i don't know what marais mean when so maybe i'm dummy and okay so if you decide to cut loose from the marais and dive with the seeker into the canyon in the ocean floor turn to page four if you decide to explore the ledge where the seeker has come to rest turn to page six well you know what they say you you'll pay for the whole seat but you only need the ledge oh my lord <laughs> God, oh. I, I hate myself. Oh, no, I, I'm you know, I, I applaud it. Half of me loves it. Half of me wants to punch <laughs> you right now. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I wanted. I mean, I should have somehow made like a like a like an edge a ledger pun. Oh, that's better. Oh yeah, yeah. This this podcast is huge in the accounting community. So I, I think uh, I think you know your audience well. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna cut loose. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna be at a place that wants to kill us, let's get closer to the thing that will kill us quicker. All right. So, are we going down? Cut loose. Go down. 
All right, so we are deciding to cut loose from the marais and dive with the seeker into the canyon in the ocean floor and go all the way down to page four. And on page four, it starts, the marais asks you for a more detailed status report, and you comply, telling them that you are going to cast off from the line and descend under your own power. Approval is given, and the seeker slips silently into the undersea canyon. As you drop into the canyon, you turn on the seeker's searchlight. Straight ahead is a dark wall, covered with a strange type of barnacle growth. To the left, port, side. <laughs> oh, they're teaching us nautical terms, Jesse. To the left, port side, you see what appears to be a grotto. The entrance is perfectly round, as if it had been cut by human hands. White lanternfish give off a pale, greenish light. To the right, starboard, side of the seeker, you see bubbles rising steadily from the floor of the canyon. Another decision point. Ooh. If you decide to investigate the bubbles, <laughs> turn to page three. If you decide to investigate the grotto with the round entrance, turn to page eight. So I'm uh, pretty cool with going into caves without knowing where they're at. Of going to. So let's let's go in that cave, that grotto. Yeah, better than, than bubbles, right? I mean, popping bubbles is fun, but like, have I, have I ever, have, have, did I ever tell you how like I used to just Go spelunking in random caves I found in the woods. No. I somehow didn't die. You're afraid of the water and you go into disgusting caves? Yeah. And holes? Yeah. No, yeah. Did you ever find a dead body, Jesse? Is this where you tell us about the body you found? No, no. You just, you just, you know, you, you find, you find areas and sometimes you smoke pot in it once you find a cool one. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, that's a given. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to page eight. We're going to the grotto. You pilot the seeker through the rounded entrance to the grotto. Once inside, your searchlight picks up what appears to be docks and peers along the grotto walls. The seeker's searchlight is not very powerful. However, you do have a special laser light, which would light up the grotto like daylight. Unfortunately, I... Sorry. <laughs> Jesse, it's how lasers Just, work. Okay. It's right in the book. This is this is not as dumb as it does minutes get smaller. <laughs> but <laughs> when you say laser lights, laser light, you're just saying light lights. <laughs> well, you're saying a specific kind of light. It's it's a light amplified. Oh, I don't know. I was going to try to be cool and say what laser is, but I can't remember anything past the first two. Like, like you're just, if you're pointing a laser light at something, you're just pointing like ultra condensed photon beam. It's not going to be much better to look at things. If you widen a laser out, it becomes a poor spotlight. Well, clearly it doesn't work because we don't have awesome underwater laser imaging things. So, you know, let's just uh, let's just knock this one up for th for the kids, Jesse. It's for the kids. Unfortunately. The laser light can only be used twice for very short periods before it must be recharged aboard the, board the marae, now more than 2,000 feet above you on the surface. Guess what, Jesse? You got another decision. This book is chock full of decisions. Well, you know what? I'm uh, I, 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 I definitely a person who is decisive and knows what they want. So this is great for me. <laughs> Are you sure? 
Yeah. A hundred percent sure? I'm one hundred percent sure that I am very decisive and never <laughs> doubt everything I do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Well, Mr. Decision, if you decide to cruise further into the grotto, turn to page 13. If you decide to use the laser light, turn to page 18. Okay, wait. Was the choice explore or use the tool you said you are going to use? Yeah, it's basically keep on trucking in and using the normal soft dim light or I guess just turn on the laser light and see what happens. Uh, let's let's go let's go into the deep mystery. All right, you're going to cruise further into the grotto. Yeah, who needs lights? Where we're going we're going to die from deep sea pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's got to be a few of these, right? All right, we are going to page 13. We're going in the dim, dim area here. You cruise silently into the grotto. Its roof slopes upward, and you follow the slope. The depth finder shows that you are rising quite rapidly. Perhaps you will reach the surface in open air. The roof of the grotto starts stops sloping upward. Before you is a perfectly round metallic hatch made of a metal that you have never seen before. <laughs> How can you tell that? What metal could you possibly see and be like, I've never seen that before? I mean, I, me personally, I've memorized every single metal I've ever looked at. But, and but also, what color could a metal be where you'd go like, holy crap, that's not, that's, that's, that well, can't be real. Well, I mean, I also have, I also have, you know, things like, like fingers and other senses. So, like you know, sometimes I lick the metal. Sometimes I touch it. You know, very you lick lick the metal. Yeah, you lick the metal. You, are, are you a prospector checking to see if the gold coin is real? Of course, because you know different metals have different tastes. So, like you know, so like if it's a taste you've never felt before, or felt or tasted, or I don't know what other sense you could use to find metal. <laughs> so we are to assume that this guy found a hatch and immediately licked it. Sure. I mean, why uh-huh. not? All right. All right. Well, he- that's his. Apparently. Oh, that's exactly what it says on the next sentence. Look at that, Jesse. Yeah. With the mechanical arm of the seeker, you try to open the hatch. No luck. Activating an electronic pulse generator, you bombard the hatch with electronic pulses. They are not meant to be hostile. Now you have a choice, oddly enough. I don't know how this works, but you have another choice. If you decide to blow the hatch open with an explosive charge, turn to page 24. If you decide to continue transmitting radio communications through the hatch, I guess that's what the electronic pulses were. Seems a little unclear, to be honest. But if you decide to continue transmitting radio communications through the hatch, turn to page 27. Again, this, this is me as an adult, so maybe I've had more experience. Then the dumb child that would be, I'm joking, but, you know, the child that would normally be reading this. With Um, Atlanteans specifically, or undersea exploration? Just just stuff with the world. Um, (laughs) I've seen things, man. I've seen No, I've seen a lot of things. Also, I've I've caused a lot of underwater explosions. Uh, (laughs) But I think that blowing it up would be fun, but also very dumb. Because, you know, what if there's a bunch of water? What if there's a bunch? Yeah. Of, what if it's not water? What if it's a bunch of air? So then you can yeah. cause like a basically like you know damage your seeker. Right. Be- you're also trying to find Atlantis, which is probably you're expecting ruins. You don't want to make them worse with a huge explosion. Again, I it's it's extremely dumb, and 
mm, I kind of want to do it. <laughs> uh, let, let's do communications. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe. Oh, playing it safe. That did not work for me last time. No, Actually, well, nothing worked for me last time. No, no, you chose the worst one to go down. All right, we are going to page twenty-seven. Biente siete. Biente siete. The radio transmission seemed to be failing, and you grow tired of sending signals through the closed door. You are just about to give up when the door suddenly swings open, revealing behind it a cavern with another door. You enter the cavern cautiously and receive a radio signal in English. It tells you that you are welcome here, but that once you enter this place, you may never return to the world above. It is up to you to decide. You can decide to go on and investigate what might be Atlantis. That's what it says. Might be Atlantis. Could be commies. Pretending to be Atlanteans. I mean, I've, I I'm okay. Know. I'm okay with communists. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they're fascists because pretending to be Atlanteans. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, they can maybe you know. Yeah. If you decide to retreat, turn to page forty-three and also burn this book. Why are you reading it if you decide to retreat? Well, sometimes deciding to retreat leads to like some real bonker stuff. <laughs> uh, but that being said, like I feel like. If you're receiving a transmission saying, like, yo, come on in, in English, and you're, like, 2,000 leagues under the sea, you should probably just come on in, right? Yeah, I mean, you're looking for Atlantis, so this is this is why you're here. Now, you didn't expect live people, maybe, so that could scare you enough, but uh, this is why you put the hat on, you know? Is that a phrase? This is why you put the hat on? <laughs> I, what? Yeah. Mm? Uh, this is why I put the hat on, man. I'm here to play. Put my hat on. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, you know, go on. Like, why would you not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm saying it now. I'm getting t-shirts made. All right. So you're going to go on investigate and go on to investigate what might be Atlantis. Going to page 42. You are greeted. I guess you exited the ship at some point, okay. You are greeted by a group of people who look like ordinary human beings, except that there are gill-like slits on their necks. Their bare feet have skin between the toes forming a web. They order you to put up your dive suit, put on your dive suit, pull you quickly from the seeker, and lead you towards their city. On the way, they show you the zoo, where there are animals from the world above the sea. There is a glass-like cage surrounding them, filled with air, allowing them to live below the sea. So, my young friend, the leader of the group says, you may have the gill-slit operation and live like one of us, or you can refuse and join the other animals in the zoo. What a choice. But if you have the gill-slit operation, you will never be able to escape and return to the surface. Decision time. They got more than gills, by the way, in, in, the, in the picture here. They've got, uh, like, scalloped ears. Very Star trek -y. I mean, I, you don't need to have the ear operation. That doesn't make you breathe no, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're going to do that. I'm just saying they didn't describe that in the text, so I'm just giving a little extra flavor. Um, this one guy also has Jude Law. What I can only describe is Jude Law hair, because it's got, like, the receding hairline, but it goes really long and high, so... All right, if you agree to the operation, we're going to go to page 57. If you go to the zoo, go to page 58. So, I really, 
I really don't want to be an Atlantean, so I'm going to go to the zoo. <sighs> this is a tough choice. This is a tough. This could be a case where both are bad. There's there's a chance. All right, we're going to the zoo. Yeah, go to the zoo. Woo! Good morning, it's your zoo crew here. We got well, what would they have? Cows. We got cows. We got some guy from Greece. Ooh, are there other people? Oh, Jesse. Excitement and adventure are not in your future. No, I refuse to have this insane operation. I don't want to become a fish. The Atlanteans try to convince you that life with them will be happy, useful, and long. Yet you still refuse. Sadly, they give up their arguments and spray you with a special mist that immediately knocks you out. Several hours later, you gain your senses only to find that you are in an underwater air tank where you breathe naturally. Your closest neighbor is a horse who looks at you with sorrow and no! understanding. I hate horses! <laughs> you meet I'm your new roommate! But I'm sorry, I missed I miss the thing. Did it say it looks sad and understanding? Yeah, it looked at you with sorrow and understanding. Uh, you know what? I'm okay. That horse is sad now. Yeah, this horse has seen things, man. I'm I'm very okay with the sad horse. It's, it's going to bring me nothing but joy. <laughs> the Atlanteans have built a very sm- uh, built a small apartment, very much like the ones in the world above the sea. People come by and look at you and talk with you. Maybe you have made a real mistake. They no longer want you to join them in their world and way of life. You refuse their offer, and now you are a prisoner in a zoo. The end. Oh! Guess what? At least I'm not one of them damn Atlanteans. Yeah, those damn fishies! Oh, yeah, you are. Let's see. That ending, I'm going to call that ending horse. Yes, that's, that's the horse ending. Um, okay. Jesse, bad form. That is not a good ending. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna just get a get the slit operation then. You know, very, going on don't, can we not call it a slit operation? That sounds very <laughs> wrong. Please, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get that slit operation very slow no, methodically. No, no, um, no, <laughs> no, not cool, Jesse. We're gonna get letters. Please send us letters. Just let us know you're listening, please. <laughs> All right. So, do we want to go back one? All right, back to page 42. Now, on page 42, you had a choice uh, between agreeing to the operation or going to the zoo. You chose the zoo, so we're going to the operation. We're going to page 57. A large white light shines down on you as you lie on the operating table. You become unconscious. Pleasant thoughts, sounds, and pictures occupy your mind. When you awake, you feel no pain nor any real change. But now you can breathe underwater and join the Atlanteans in their world. For several weeks, you explore the world under the sea as you have never seen it before. Without the heavy oxygen equipment on your back, you feel a marvelous sense of energy and you glide through a world of beauty. Your two guides, your two guides have become very good friends and they take you on adventures in the deep, exploring the ocean bottom and getting to know the fish and other sea creatures. It is a very exciting life indeed. You like it, but you regret that you will never again know the world above the sea. The end. I knew I would regret. 
to be in a dirty Atlantean. <laughs> I'm going to call that ending slit and move on <laughs> from there. Uh, Jesse, not looking good for you. You're going to have to go back two spaces. If we graded this in any way, not looking good. Well, I'm going to say that we should go back up one. Uh, well, wait, what was the one? The laser one. The laser light. The light light one. All right. Well, before, previous to our last decision where oh. both of them were dead, were dead zoo, you were either going to decide to investigate Atlantis. That's where you got your choices there uh, that ended up with you either being Atlantean or in a zoo. Or you could decide to retreat. So we could try the retreat mode. Yes, we'll retreat. I mean, why the, why the hell would you do that? It's a little weird. A little oh. weird. But again, like maybe maybe this turns maybe this turns into a story of self reflection and I like to become a better person. <laughs> you know, realize I never actually wanted to find Atlantis. The last seventeen pages are just you sitting on a park bench and talking to yourself and really, really get some things some thoughts done. Yeah. I like that. But no. Uh this book wanted to trick you into dying two ways by uh having some excitement. So we are going to retreat and go to page forty three. Back aboard the Seeker, you radio the Marais that you are surfacing to make a plan. While rising out of the giant crevice-like canyon, you spot what appears to be a road running along the top of the ledge. What is this? The scientists aboard the Marais had mentioned the possibilities of finding signs of the ancient civilization, such as roads. You must investigate. Turn to page six. Ah, this was the right choice. Your dive suit is a tight fit and takes you some time to put it on. Finally, you slip from the airlock of the... <laughs> Just to give you some details. Your dive, your dive uh. suit is a tight fit. It tugs your supple curves <laughs> very delicately. Don't forget, the, don't forget the talcum powder so you don't chafe. Is that sexy? I'm uh. working on my sexy enough. No, no. You're supposed no? to say stuff like supple. And I should, stuff not, like that. I should and not mention... Yeah, well, you, you, you. I'm not listening to any of your advice, Mister Slit Surgery. Um, <laughs> well, uh, like while this, uh, while the wetsuit, awful, 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 awful. While the wetsuit hugs your curve, your supple curves, you dive into the inherent moist eroticism <laughs> of the sea, ready for anything. Oh, you're getting in all the good words there. <laughs> Underpants. <laughs> <laughs> we could just keep going alright your dive suit is a tight fit and takes you some time to put on and you enjoy every last second of it now finally you slip from the airlock of the seeker and stand on the ocean floor it is a strange and marvelous world where your every move is slowed down you begin the exploration with your halogen searchlight the ledge hanging over the deep canyon is your starting point a strange feeling overcomes you part warning Part terror. Then you see it. The Seeker is in the grips of a huge sea monster. <gasps> it is similar to a squid, but it is enormous. The Seeker is just a toy in its long, powerful tentacles. You seek shelter behind a rock formation, knowing the spear gun you carry will be useless against this monster. It looks as though it will destroy the Seeker. Fish of all sizes huddle with you in an attempt to escape the monster. If you stay hidden, close to the Seeker, turn to page 10. If you want to stay and hide, 10. If you try to escape in the hope that rescuers will see you, 
Turn to page 12. Okay, so you hide close, hide further away, or you... Or you run for it. Or you run for it. I mean, like, you just, you hide away from the seeker. Like, you, you, you're 2,000 leagues under the sea. Like, what you do is you just, uh, you get, you get your knife that you have on your belt, and then you cut your air tubes, and then... Oh, hey, okay, this is getting interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Just give up. Yeah, you just give up, you know? Okay, okay. No, no, I think I'm going to hide, but not close to the seeker. I want to choose your own adventure where every ending ends in suicide. But it always makes sense consistently with the story. <laughs> just right. like every 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 ending is just like, well, y- you knew this would happen. <laughs> you take out your <laughs> knife and slit your throat in front of the person who was about to tell you bad news. <laughs> uh, what's that? Warrant. <laughs> Whoop. All right. You're never so going to be alive, Copper. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I'm your fr- No! <laughs> oh, and then one ending is a Thelma Louise, Thelma Louise ending. One ending is your, your your significant other's about to break up with you on the top of a building, so you jump. Oh, there's so many different things you could do. Oh, that the, the breakup one would be great, because it'd, yeah. be like, it'd be like, it'd be like, wh- I mean, I saw the flags. I saw the flags, and <laughs> I, I agree. You know what? I agree. I knew this would happen, and then that's when you pull out the knife and just slit your throat and jump off the uh, building. Why? Why, then, <laughs> why is it always when you have to slit your throat every time? <laughs> because that's just the preferred way. Oh, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse! <laughs> All right, so you're going to stay hidden close to the seeker to try to see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, victim. Let's see. Page ten. The giant squid tosses and turns the seeker, but finally the creature grows tired of its new game and jets off with an enormous squirt of water. Squirt of water. You now are free to leave your hiding place and examine the seeker for damage. To your dismay, the airlock entrance has been jammed shut. You're locked out of the seeker. The crew of the Marae, however, suspected trouble when you did not respond to a routine radio check. They are now lowering an escape platform. Once on the platform, you radio them to start the slow pull to the surface. To avoid the deadly bends, rapid expansion of nitrogen bubbles in your blood, they will have to bring you up very slowly. Just as the platform begins to move, the giant squid suddenly reappears. It is headed directly at you. If you decide to fight the squid off with your spear gun, hoping to scare it off, Turn to page 17. If you decide to signal Murray to pull you up at top speed, knowing you will get the bends, turn to page 19. Now this book sounds familiar. I think I remember getting the bends in a Choose Your Own Adventure book. Oh, it pops up in a lot of hope. Yeah, I th- totally. I don't think I read this one, but there's definitely an underwater one. So, you know me, in about the, her- her- the inherent eroticism of the sea, Squids are one of them, and I'm gonna fucking fight this squid. Oh, you're gonna fu- you're gonna go mono tentacle with this squid. Also, squids squids have mostly have arms. They only have two tentacles. Yeah, but okay, fine, smart guy. Mm, it's real. As a person who's reading a, a doing a Lovecraft podcast, it's very important for me to know the amount of the amount of 
arms or tentacles something has. That's exactly the same way my kid corrects me. So that, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So we're going to fight this thing off. Yeah. Di- I'm gonna die p- a goddamn hero. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull my knife out. I'm going to slip my throat in front of it and be like, it's <laughs> your fault. <laughs> Jesse, this fantasy is starting to become concerning. <laughs> I, you know what? Some say, some say concerning. I say consistent. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, with a rush of water, the giant squid attacks. Two 20-foot tentacles with your, their pulsing sex... Suck- <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting pulsing, so steamed up from all this. This Woo. pulsing Woo. sexual liturgy. Oh, man. All right, let's take that again. With a rush of water, the giant squid attacks. Two 20-foot tentacles with their pulsing suction cups reach out to ensnare you. You dive off the platform and fire two of your spears. They strike the squid close to its two monstrous eyes. The squid keeps on coming. One of the tentacles wraps around your diving helmet and ruptures the seal to your suit. You fire your last spear, hoping to hit the monster in a vulnerable spot. Water is beginning to trickle into your suit. You signal the beret to haul you up as fast. Emergency hoist! You must have hit the squid. It floats away, writhing and thrashing. You think you're about to black out. You wake up on the deck of the marae and are quickly rushed to the decompression chambers to ward off the effects of the bends. Several days later, you are over the worst and starting to worry about diving into the abyss again. Can you do it? Do you have the nerve? That is literally the options. If you decide to quit the expedition now, turn to page 31, go get a snack and see if Batman's on. If you decide to return to the deep, well... Strap on your boots, mister. Put your hat on. We're going into this. I think this would be a great point to end right where we began. It's exactly it. You're back on the ship and deciding whether or not to go down. Yep. This is All a great right. point to end. I agree. I agree. The math checks out. All right. We will be ending on page 17 of Journey Under the Sea uh, with the Exciting choices to keep going or quit. So that'll be next time. Jesse, until that time, can you give people something else to listen to that maybe involves you in some way? Yes, because I realize I don't have to plug everything I do. I'm just going to plug one thing, and it's going to be Alphabet Flight. Because guess what? By the time this comes out, I'm going to be on probably season two. Uh, which is going to be after my almost season two, after six hundred <laughs> episodes of season one. It's going to be less. It's going to be less than. It's going to probably be closer to like one. I'm sorry, Jesse. Jesse, that would be fewer, not less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How does it yeah. feel, Jesse? Oh, uh-huh. I'm just going to say uh-huh. that uh, a lot How of grammar. How does it feel? A lot of grammar is is classist and also has racist roots. So I don't yeah. really because I am a concerned citizen of the world and realize that other dialects exist and ways of speaking i don't i don't uh subscribe to that so okay that's stupid <laughs> <laughs> all right so the alphabet fly i talk about marvel characters thrice weekly thrice. Um, and i have a whole I, as you can tell i have a lot of backlog <laughs> it's yeah there is a lot if you like every kind of a marvel character from obscure to batman wait no spider-man <laughs> 
then it's the podcast for you. It's a lot of yeah. fun. And my episodes are the best. The Pace Poppy one's still one of the best ones. <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Oh, the Plant, one's, All right, plant so, Man one's good, too. Plant, uh, plant Man was good. There were a couple, there were a couple stinkers, but yeah, Plant Man was good. Um, you can you can find other podcasts that I'm on. I'll keep it short uh, at ohthehumanity.com. That's ohthehumanity.com, where me and my uh, writing partner do fun podcast stuff. Uh, you can follow us somewhere. Just look on the description. It'll be in the description of the podcast. <laughs> we're gonna figure all that out, um, and I'll be posting stuff somewhere, somewhere. Yeah, you know, somewhere. Just ask for us by name. Now, check the description of the episode. Um, and uh, until next time, Jesse, I'm going to try something out. <clears throat> until next time, I hope you will choose to have your next adventure with us. Bye-bye, everybody. Oh, God, I hate it.